Hello, and welcome to the Hey Boomer Show. My name is Wendy Green, and I am your host for Hey Boomer. I had a very short night of sleep last night. I got a phone call about one in the morning from my stepdad telling me that my mom was going to the hospital in an ambulance. And so I drove over to get him and we had a very harrowing drive going through very dense fog to get to the hospital. And I was very pleased with the thoroughness of the tests that they did at the hospital. They did everything. Um, she presented with a lot of gastro issue, issues. But what turns out is she has COVID. And he had probably had COVID the week before. Um, he is doing fine. And she is now home resting comfortably. And... Um, I am keeping my fingers crossed that after spending all of that time with them in the hospital, that I am not the next one in the family to come down with COVID. But I'm telling you this story because typically we think of COVID symptoms as the cough and the fever, which is what Dawn had, her husband. She did not really have that. She hasn't had a fever. She had some cold symptoms, but hers was mostly stomach issues. She couldn't keep anything down, hadn't eaten in a day or so. Um, we were worried about dehydration. But if you have any of those symptoms, fever, cough, stomach distress, whatever, go ahead and do the COVID test. I'm sure everybody probably has the um, COVID home test now. Just do it so that you are sure that you do not have COVID and you do not go out and um, expose anybody else to the virus because there's a new strain the hospital was telling us and um, they are seeing the numbers go up. So that's your public service announcement for today. <laughs> um, with Hey Boomer, I'm on a mission to support and inspire adults in this next act of life to find new beginnings, to confront endings and transitions, and to find meaning and purpose in their lives. And from many of the people that I talk to about what's next in their life, they are all looking for a way to make a difference, to feel like their life is meaningful and they have um, a way to give back. They have a way to participate in, in their community, in their families, in their lives. And my guest today, Joe Alaria, is the co-founder of Carson Alaria Wealth Management, which is an independent registered investment advisory firm located in Illinois, where he lives with his wife, Jackie, and their two sons, Brooks and Bennett. And Joe is also the host of the Retirement Power Hour podcast, where he helps the 50-plus crowd invest more wisely and retire better. On his podcast, he discusses topics like investment, retirement planning, behavioral finance, taxes, social security, Medicare, and more. And in fact, I was a guest on Joe's show a few weeks ago. Um, so we talked about the more, the lifestyle. Um, Joe also has been featured in the Wall Street Journal, USA Today, 
CNBC, Yahoo Finance, and NASDAQ.com. So I'm sure we're going to learn a lot from him and have a really good discussion. Before I bring him on, I want to thank Road Scholar for their support of Hey Boomer. Road Scholar is the not-for-profit leader in educational travel for boomers and beyond. They have trips to all 50 states and over 100 countries. And you can get to their site and, and preview some of their trips by going to roadscholar.org slash heyboomer. I also want to remind you that I am hosting a trip to Costa Rica with Road Scholar June 2nd through 10th, which is going to be an amazing adventure. I'm so excited about it. We do still have a few slots left for adventurous travelers. I would love to have you join us. So if you're interested in finding out more about the Road Scholar trip that I'm hosting to Costa Rica, just drop me an email. Wendy at heyboomer.biz, and I will send you some more information. So come and join us. And with that, announcements are over. Let me bring Joe on and start talking about this. Joe? Hi, Wendy. Glad to have you on the show today. Well, thank you. Yes. Thanks for having me. Uh, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor, and I love listening to your show, so it's awesome to be on it for once. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. And Annalie, drop me an email if you want the information rather than posting it here in the chat. So um, as I was saying to you, Joe, before we came on live, I, I saw that you played college football and majored yeah. in marketing and now you're a certified financial planner. So I'm curious what made you move into that direction? Yeah, good question. It was probably, uh, could, have, could have been luck or happenstance, but when I graduated college, it was at a time where the job market wasn't near what it is today. Uh, it, was, it was very difficult to find uh, employment and I was having a hard time finding a job in my area. And so I was literally going through my phone book and just calling people, contacts that I knew and whatever business and just saying, do you have anything? And so I ended up calling someone who uh, was a former coach of mine and, and owned his own financial services company. So that's how it all got started. I thought I was going to go there and, and maybe do some marketing for them, but uh, it turned out that I studied to get licensed as an advisor <laughs> and really liked it, enjoyed it and, and just continued with that. And that was, I was, gosh, I had to remember what year it was over 11 years ago. So uh, I've been doing that ever since I got out of college. And then you went on to get this certified financial certified financial planner designation, yeah. which is really a tough designation to get. Yes. And uh, that was a few years into my career. And I, and I thought to myself, if, if I'm going to do this, I want to do it right. And I want to get, you know, not only just get the credential, but I want to, you know, be knowledgeable. I want to be able to do a good job at what I'm doing. I want to know what the top financial planners are thinking about and talking about. And at the time when I got the CFP, it, it was popular, but not nearly as popular as it is today. And, and today it's, it's a good thing. It's almost a, a minimum requirement, you know, for a mm. lot of people out there that are looking to hire an advisor that's 
people are, are much more aware. And I think it's a good thing for our industry because it's a way to separate the people that are serious about financial planning from the people that are just out there trying to maybe sell a, a product, a financial product, an insurance product or something like that. Right, right. Well, congratulations on achieving that. Well, thank you. So I was thinking about, you know, all the people that I talk to about the What's Next program that I do. Mm -hmm. And many times people will say to me, oh, I have no problem with that. I am so busy in retirement, you know, like I don't need the what's next program. And then, of course, there are other people that never took the time to look at what they're going to do when they retire and they're the perfect client. So I'm wondering with you, like there's a lot of people in certainly that in my age group that I know that have managed their own money, like with Fidelity or something, you know, mm -hmm. and now they're retired and they're not um, saving. So what would you say to them when they say to you, well, I don't need a financial planner now. I'm not even earning any money. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, this may surprise you, but the people that say that, I would say, okay, you know, not, not everyone does need a financial advisor. And I'm certainly not going to try and convince you if that's what you believe. A lot of our clients, though, they don't think that they they want help and they know that because they had an entire career doing something completely different, not in investing, not in the financial world, they don't have the expertise to uh, put themselves in the best position during retirement. So that's really gratifying for me and for our team is to work with people that want to be helped and know they need help and we're able to deliver that that help for them um, now i could i could try to convince those out there that say i don't need an advisor but it's it's generally not worth it but there's also a difference in what we do wendy in what people think advisors do Tell and me. when i say we i'm talking about our firm yeah a lot of yeah. people think advisors just pick mutual funds or stocks and it ends there and I guess some advisors still do that, but what we do is wealth management and financial planning. So all those things in your intro, when you were talking about uh, the topics that, that I speak about on my podcast, the retirement power hour, <clears throat> it is not an investment only podcast because we're not an investment only company. So I mm -hmm. help people look at maybe how to pay less taxes, how to make sure their assets go where they want when they pass away. That's estate planning we project out how much they can spend and it's really goal driven. So our, our whole idea and goal is to, to be able to help you do the things that you want to do. It's not always about, let's just find the investment out there. That's going to get me the max rate of return. I mean, that would, that would be great if, if right. we could do that. And if anyone if you had a crystal ball, <laughs> exactly, you know, and, and we're going to be the first ones to tell you that we don't, but we're going to use fundamental fundamentals in investing and create a customized plan so that if you mentioned travel again in the intro if someone wanted to travel and it's going to cost a little bit of money then instead of an advisor just saying oh you you should be fine to do that you know that's very gray and we want to be able to deliver outcomes and and solutions to folks where they can feel very confident so when people ask can i take a thirty thousand dollar trip i don't just say oh you should be fine and and really base that on nothing more than my opinion, but we actually pull up their retirement plan, their cash flow projections. We'll enter that what if scenario 
Mm-hmm. And we'll see what it does. And a lot of yeah. times, it's, yes, you can do it, but here is the outcome. Yeah, it's, it is going to make you have less money down the road. Now, you can't run out, but having a little bit less down the road may not be that big of a deal. As yeah, long depending as on where you are. The, if you can do what matters to you now, um, hardly anyone's yeah. ever come in. I don't know if anyone ever has come in and said, I want to have as much as I possibly can when I'm 100 years old. <laughs> you know, that's Generally, that's not the goal. So right, that's part right. of our process. Yeah. And I know from our conversations that you get a lot of fulfillment helping people reach their goals and find ways to, to find their own fulfillment with the money that they worked hard to raise. So I imagine that was part of your motivation for starting the Retirement Power Hour podcast. A- absolutely. You know, that's all about education. Um, and, and it started out of the COVID-19 pandemic of 2020. In fact, it, it was something that, you know, a lot was happening every week. I mean, even day by day in not only the world, but the market. And so that started as a way for us to send information quickly to clients. So I started hosting these webinars and I would make them live just like this one. People could come on, ask questions. I'd explain what was going on in the market. And then over time, the market started to stabilize a bit, much more than than what it was doing at, at the time. So the focus of the market went away a little bit and but I wanted to continue doing that sort of communication. So we went from once a week to once a month. And then I just did educational webinars on all these different topics, tax planning, retirement, investments, behavioral finance, insurance, Medicare, social security, just to educate. Um, And we kept that going. And just in 2022, we started it as a podcast. So we've been doing the retirement power hour for a few years, but it became an officially became a podcast in 2022. But I've done that, you know, for years in the form of written uh, articles as well. So I, we've got over right, yeah. at this point, I think it's it's got to be close to 90 blog posts on our website um, from that have accumulated from the past five, six, seven years on all those various topics. And those are same, you know, I've written those just just to educate. They're really great for our clients, but they're they're also good for people out in the in the general public as well. And uh, one of my posts just recently, uh, we we found out it got over ten thousand views in a single month. Yeah, and that's great. That, that really blew yeah. me away. And people are you know calling from all over the country asking questions on Social Security. So it's awesome. uh, it all goes awesome. back to education. And the last right. thing I'll say, I don't want to keep talking, but um, the you know the <laughs> educational part of it people at every single turn are given bad and wrong information by media entities and you know the tv the radio people are they're faced with it all the time and it's you know if i'm a if i'm a, a media publisher my incentive or you know my goal is to get as many clicks as many downloads and the way to do that is to drive and increase fear that's what increases engagement so yeah, unfortunately, we, yeah, we on our show are sort of the anti-media in a sense that we don't do the fear mongering. You know, we bring it back to education. We're not going to tell you what you want to hear. You know, we'll tell you the truth and, and tell you pros and cons. You know, a lot of people will say, oh, all, all uh, stocks in this category are bad or all 401ks are bad. Or, 
it's never all or nothing. You know, right. There's right. time and place for everything. So we believe so, in education because we're fighting a we're fighting a, a tough battle against a lot of fear entities out there that are yeah. pushing, pushing fear. And yeah. Uh, we think yeah. people need to be smart about this and plan, but we're the first to tell you, don't worry. Put a plan together, but don't worry. It won't add okay. a single day to your life, you know, just okay. by worrying about it. But if we can Okay, help so people, let's yeah. let's stop talking about fear. All right. And let's talk yeah. about fulfillment. Yes. Right. So yes. you um take your clients through a process of questions, right? To help them right. figure out what are their goals towards fulfillment, as right. I understand. Is that right? Yeah. Um, and it's different for everybody. And so it's it's really a it's something that most people can't even answer the first time. We can't quite get to what means the most to them. And the reason is there is this giant hurdle that is staring them in the face uh, in the form of just survival and retirement. And I, I often talk about a pyramid of retirement success. It's three levels. And that first level is survival. And that's just, Wendy, hey, I'm going to retire. I just need to be able to pay my bills and and survive. Can I can I do that? And a lot of people, because they don't have a financial plan, I don't mean to be like a broken record, but because they don't have a, a retirement plan, they can't answer that question. And some people will even retire not having answered that question. And they'll just hope I'm just going to retire and I should have enough. I you know, I'm going to take what I get from Social Security and and this and that and make it work. Well, they hardly ever can look beyond that first hurdle because they don't they've never drafted or had anyone draft a plan for them. But that's that's so common. That is not uncommon. If that's you out there, that is not uncommon at all. So once you get past the first level, most people get to that second level that that I call survival plus. And that just means I, yes, I found I could survive. And you know what? I could do a few things I like to do as well. I could take maybe a couple trips, do some gifting maybe to charities and small amounts or whatever, but I'm able to mostly maintain my lifestyle and do a few of the things I was, that I couldn't do when I was working. I could, I'm doing a few of those things now, but few people get to the third level of that retirement pyramid of success, which is that true retirement fulfillment. So in order for us to help someone get there, Wendy, that was a long way of saying we have to help convince them that they can get past level one, that they can survive, that they can get past level two. They can do some of those things that maybe they weren't able to do before. And now their mind can open up to just think about what is possible at that third level. And those are fun conversations. They're they're very introspective. So and they're not financial at all. And that's why it's it's a little fun for me to help provoke those thoughts for for clients. Yeah. So that's things like, do you want to leave your money to the kids? What charities do you want to leave money to? How do you want to it spend ends up, money while you're awake, while you're alive? Yeah, you're we awake. give examples like that. So, yes, I'll, some people it is. Um, some people like to spend it and and that in their minds, if they can travel, if they can experience as much, that is fulfillment for them. Others like to 
leave as much to their children or grandchildren or maybe fund a grandchild's education. And so we'll help, you know, continue to give examples. Others are very charitably inclined. So they want to make a difference toward a certain cause uh, and that and then they can contribute their money there. But again, a lot of times people will do it and maybe they'll give small amounts and makes you feel good. But maybe it, it doesn't make you feel like, again, fulfilled, um, like I'm really making a difference. And so the best part is if we can help you think outside of the box on how to use your money and then also how to use your your time. Time. Yeah. Right. That's where I come in. <laughs> exactly. Right? But again, you, you've probably seen this too, but a lot of people, if, if, if I'm not certain about my financial future, then it's like, I don't want to bring any change into my life. I just want to keep everything the status quo because, and it is a little bit of, I think, fear driven. I don't want to change anything because I don't want to mess anything up. Everything's going good now the way it is. And I'm afraid if I change something, I, again, I could throw something off. So we talk about how to use your money, but we also talk to clients about how to use their time. Yeah. So so a question just came in, and I was thinking the same thing, Susan. So if you've reached this point in your life and you have not had a plan, so you feel that fear that I'm at level one, I'm survive, you know, survival is where I'm at. Is it too late to put together a plan? No, no, I wouldn't. I mean, there's different different parts of that question. You know, financially, I'll be again, I'll be honest and tell people if you haven't saved and you're not in a good financial position and you're 70 years old, that's a lot different conversation than if you started talking to an advisor at 40. Now, many people, though, do come to me and to us, Wendy, and they think they're not in good shape. And be, they think that because they don't have, maybe they don't have a million dollars in their portfolio. Uh, but we find that maybe with social security and pension income and maybe some rental income or other streams of income and an expected inheritance and, and low expenses that they're actually in really, really good shape. And I've, and that's really gratifying too, is to, to help relieve that fear. It's never too late to get a plan. You know, that's I always equate things to the doctor. You know, if you haven't been to the doctor in, in 10 years and I'm I'm not good about this either. So I, I need to go to that. <laughs> but if you haven't been to the doctor in a long time, is it too late to go? No, absolutely not. Hopefully the doctor can say, hey, you're you know, you're doing fine. Here are some things to address. We'll, you know, here are some goals or some medicine or hopefully something like a nutrition plan. Um, in a rare instance, may they say, Hey, we found out that you have, you know, you've got stage three cancer. They could, they could say that. And we, we, we may say that to someone who's really doesn't have a plan and hasn't, hasn't ever had one and hasn't ever talked to anyone about anything and has no money saved up. Sometimes we would say that, but there's always a way to make things work. Um, and so I ne never want people to feel discouraged if they don't have a plan your expenses, you control those. So you can, you right. can control those. We may not control our, uh, the total size of the portfolio fully and how it grows and things like that, but you control your expenses. And if you're healthy, you can control your income because you can keep working. Right. Or you can work part-time, which has a 
you know, part-time or that semi-retirement, I don't want anyone to look down upon that because that is a, it, it provides extremely positive financial outcomes. And there's actually studies that have been shown that it provides great psychological, emotional benefits. You, you know, you live longer, you stay healthy. So I encourage people to continue working, even if they don't necessarily need that part-time income. Right. Because it also adds to your feeling of relevance, your feeling of, you know, still mattering, what matters, what you do and that you're out there and you're meeting people. So I, I totally agree that there are a lot of benefits to part-time work. And, you know, I think you make some good points. Like there, we look at our 401k or our IRA or whatever, and we say, oh my gosh, I don't have a million dollars in there. I don't even have close to a million dollars in there. But there are other sources of income, right? There is social security and inheritance and part-time work. Pension, you know, maybe maybe you did work somewhere for a while. And again, maybe you're healthy enough to continue to work. When social security was started, the average life expectancy was certainly not what it is today. And so it's the, the social security that we all refer to it as social security, but it's, it's the old age retirement income fund. Okay. So it's, it's that's what it's officially called. It's uh, I got it pretty close, but yeah, oh, it's the wow. old age supplemental um, retirement income. So, wow. Yeah. People, a lot of people don't know that. And no, they, it wasn't ever designed to help people retire and, and live another 25 years, <laughs> right. but, but that's kind of what's been happening because we're living longer, which is right. a good thing. Um, but if you can work a little bit longer, you let that social security benefit delay to age 70, you're going to get a lot of what are called delayed credits in doing that. You can work, you know, part-time till 70 or beyond. Again, I think working and staying engaged and staying involved is a great thing, you know, again, financially, but also psychologically, emotionally. And you know that as well as anyone helping people plan out their lifestyle and retirement. But here mm-hmm. I am a financial person saying, you know, don't only work for, you know, the better financial benefits, but it keeps your mind sharp. It, it keeps you having a reason to get up. Maybe not every day. Maybe it's just a couple of days a week, but yeah. it, 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 it keeps someone relying on you. And that's a big driver of, I think, our fulfillment is someone's yeah. counting on me to show up and do something. And so I got to do it because they're depending on me. Right. No, I think you make a good point. So if you keep working, say, you, you know, you like what you're doing, you're still working 75 beyond. Um, and we have to start doing those um, required distributions if you don't need that to live on at that point, cause you're still working, can you reinvest that? Can you save it still? You can. Yeah. So you can reinvest. Let's say you, you have a portfolio of stocks and bonds and you, you know, you're still working or you just don't need the money. A lot of clients that we have for those reasons I mentioned, they have pension, social security, maybe they're working. They don't need the required minimum distributions that um, that they're forced to take out. So you, you have to take them out of your traditional IRA. You have to take them out of that account, but you don't have to take them out of the market per se. You can take the money out of that, move it over to a non-IRA account, which we just call a brokerage account or it could be a, a joint brokerage account with a spouse. You could put the money there 
Now you will have to pay taxes on what you pull out of the IRA. Right, right. But you can reinvest the net proceeds back into the stocks and bonds that you held before. And yeah. a note on that, that this might be brand new information to your listeners on this, Wendy, but there was a law passed about a week or two ago, Secure is the Secure Act. We, we call it Secure 2.0. And uh, the RMD age has actually changed uh, to from 72 to 73. So okay. for anyone that was planning to take RMDs in 2023, so you are going to turn 72 in 2023. You actually don't have to take any RMDs this year. So you won't have to take them until next year. So a fun fact, but nobody will start taking RMDs for the first time in 2023. If you were, really? seven, if you were 72, then last year, if you were 72 mm -hmm. last year, you already took yours last year. So you'll have to keep taking yours. But if you're turning 72 this year, you huh. won't start taking RMD this year. Interesting. Interesting. So they, they keep pushing that, that age back, which it's some, some view it as a good thing. And then others view it as a bad thing from a tax standpoint, because now you're going to have larger withdrawals when the time does come, which makes that proactive tax planning you know, that we talk about very important in the years leading up to that. So to your question mm -hmm. earlier, your listeners question, if, if they're 65 years old, you still have now you've got eight years until you hit that RMD phase. So there's different mm -hmm. phases that there's always planning that can be done. Yeah. yeah. So with the volatility that we've seen in the stock market lately, you know, like I saw I was watching my stocks go up and my IRA go up and I was like, ah, this is great. And now <laughs> it's <Yeah>. not. <laughs> Has Do you find that people are getting nervous? Have they come in and done a lot of talking to you about now I need to readjust my plan. I think, I think it's natural that people feel uncomfortable. Um, even the most educated investors who know that this sort of thing is expected, it's not comfortable. So investors I think are feeling discomfort, but I will say our clients deserve a lot of credit because I, I don't know at this point, even the entire year last year, if I ever received one phone call, from a panicked client after a big down day in the market. Um, I didn't have to talk anyone off any ledges, you know, any hypothetical or a, a, a figurative <laughs> right. ledges here. But um, that's because I think part of it is they've committed to our process. And that is first having a plan. So we've showed them this is what can happen if the market does come down and here's how it affects you. Well, if I don't know that and then I, I see the market coming down, I'm going to panic. It's just natural. But if I know that I can I can sustain these downturns and I know that my plan is still looking strong and I'm still on track, I'm not going to panic as much. Another thing is we're very proactive in our communication. So, you know, we we were sending out you know, videos, recorded videos, making phone calls. So I think that helps as well. But clients surely and investors surely are uncomfortable. And I just when people ask me, I'm, I tell them, trust me, I'm, I want the market to come back as much as yeah. anyone does, but, <laughs> but I also understand this is just a part of it. It's like, you know, it's like the weather. You're not going to have sunny days, 365 every day of the year. It's just not going to happen. And when it rains for three days straight here in the Midwest where I am, we don't start 
running around in a, in a absolute sheer panic, wondering if the sun's ever going to come back out. We know it's going to come back out. You know, sometimes you just got to give it time. And here in the, in the dead of winter is the same thing. Uh, as we record this, it's, it's pretty cold outside. I don't know yeah. how it feels where you are, Wendy, but it's, it's chilly and I'm looking forward to the warm weather, but I know it's going to come. You just got to be yeah. patient. It comes every single year. And just like that, the market, it has rebounded every single time that we've had a challenge uh, and that the market has had a challenge in the economy or whatever is going on. Yeah. It's just harder for people that are already retired, you know, to see yeah. it go down and how long do they have before it has to come back up. So tell me this, Joe, if, if somebody doesn't have a planner now and they wanted to start to find a planner, what, what should they look for when they start interviewing people to potentially be their planner? Um, well, credentials are one and we talked about those, you know, experience. Um, I have a guide and we, we actually put a guide together, 10 questions you can ask uh, before hiring a financial advisor. So that may be a, a great resource that, that we can share. You can share with your listeners. And That's your on your show, website? In your show notes. Um, no, I have a link. I can send it to you. Okay. Uh, actually, right. yeah, take that back. I think, I believe it is on the website. You can request it there as well. Um, but I look at overall philosophy, you know, what, what, what is your service offering? And like I said earlier for us, we believe it's not just about investments. So someone who I would look for someone who's not product driven, someone who is solution driven and can help you tie the different parts of your financial life together. You know, some call it holistic financial planning, some call it wealth management, but that's what I would look for. If, if I wanted had to recommend a family member or anyone to, you know, anything about trying to find an advisor, that is number one, you know, and understand how they get paid, understand, you know, the cost that they charge, which in our industry is we have to disclose that anytime we bring on a client. So it should be straightforward. I mean, if you're working with a fiduciary, those are very black and white. Here's what we charge. So you just understand it um, and, and make sure that it, and, that, and that's what you want, right? You don't want somebody that's making a profit off of you, in a sense, you off of what they sell, right? Right. The stocks. You want a fiduciary who just is paid by a percentage. Well, I think right? the I think the industry is moving strongly toward that getting paid for advice and okay. and a little bit away from getting commissions for selling commissions certain right. mutual funds and financial products. Um, you know, and that, and you see that in, we saw it in yesteryear with mutual funds and maybe even stock sales and life insurance and annuities. Some of these still have commissions. And, you know, I, again, like I said earlier, I'm going to tell the truth. I can't say that all of these things are bad. You just got to understand what it means for you. And so if I call a client and say, I really think we're going to, we need to switch out of this fund and get this other fund. That, that client never has to wonder, is that because Joe really thinks it's best or is it because Joe's trying to hit some sales number by the, before the end of the month? Right. Uh, they'll never have to wonder that because they all we don't get paid any. Uh, no mutual fund company pays us any commissions on any investment right. uh, recommendations like that. Yeah. So, and I think that's important to make sure that you, you don't hook up with somebody that does that. 
Yeah, you just need to you need to understand yeah. how it works. You need to understand how they get paid. You need to understand what they do, and that's what that ten questions guide. Which, yes, our our website, my company's website, is carsonalaria.com. Um, yeah, so that's yeah, that's man. where you can go and get that under guides. But uh, you just need to understand uh, their investment philosophy, service offering, and someone who's going to build a plan for you. I talk about plan a lot. You know, plan, 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 plan. If you know, ask what, how often am I going to meet you? How, what are those meetings look like? What do we do in those meetings? Um, if you're going into a meeting with your advisor and it lasts 20 minutes and you just, and they show you your statement and then you leave. Yeah. I'm guessing probably there's not. probably not a lot of planning going on. They're probably talking about what happened in the market the last quarter and, you know, getting you out of the office so the next person can come in. Uh, if that's all you're looking for, great. But if you want, holistic advice, then that's not the best fit. And that's where the transition into retirement, there's a lot of stuff to think about. And so that's why I think it's, we, we've created a niche in this area because we understand, even though I'm not retired, I've had a case study of working with hundreds of retirees. I know the, the challenges that, that you're going to face. So we're more apt to be able to foresee those, to help you, to help guide you through them, give you good advice and help you with other things, even non-financial as well. Yeah. That, that transition can be tough. It can be tough. Yeah. Yeah. Joe, this has been really informative. I have really appreciated you sharing all this information with us. And it's very obvious that education of your clients and of this audience is, is a priority for you. Um, I just shared your website, CarsonAlaria.com. Here's the podcast website, retirementpowerhourpodcast.com, yep. um, where you could hear more about what Joe thinks about retirement and social security and Medicare and behavioral investing and all of that good stuff. <laughs> so you can check that out at retirementpowerhourpodcast.com. Um, Let's see, I am offering what I'm calling the vitality assessment, which you can find on the homepage of heyboomer.biz. And all you have to do is click and down, you, you'll get a download link for that. So um, that kind of gives you an index of where you are. Um, is your glass half full or half empty as you're looking at retirement and your lifestyle and you know what you need to do to get that vitality um, up? So I would encourage everybody to go try and grab that and to also support our sponsor, roadscholar.org slash heyboomer and join me in Costa Rica. <laughs> <laughs> so my guest next week is Dr. Joe Casciani, and he also has a podcast. Joe has a podcast called The Living to 100 Club. Um, he has a 40-year career as a psychologist and manager of mental health practices, specializing in the care of older adults. He believes that living longer is the new normal and that it is not always easy. So his mission is to help us reconnect with our resilience and age with positivity. And I always like to leave you with the belief that we can all live with passion live with courage, and live with relevance. And remember that you are never too old to set another goal or dream a new dream. 
Joe, thank you again for being a guest on the Hey Boomer Show. Thank you, Wendy. I appreciate you having me. Uh, it was my pleasure. <laughs>